to overcome, succeed in dealing with a problem or difficulty, defeat of an opponent to prevail, overpower or overwhelm of an emotion, adversity, a difficult or unpleasant situation, used in a sentence, resilience in the face of adversity. I want to break free. All right, everybody, welcome back to episode eight of the Overcoming Adversity podcast. I am your host, Blake Cohen. I am a certified addictions professional and best-selling author. Oh, what? yeah. Oh, oh yeah. my God. <laughs> and, and I am here with Amanda Marino, who is a certified life coach. Yes, I am, as well as a recovery coach, Blake. And well as a recovery coach. I, I was hoping, hoping you'd say that. <laughs> so um, we have a really cool show for you today, and we have a guest on today that's that's doing some pretty incredible things in the community. I'm going to go ahead and let Amanda introduce our guest. Well, today we are so excited to have Jeannie Alba join us um, on our podcast today. Um, you know, I was really moved and inspired by her story and just some some things I recently found out about uh, Jeannie online and her mission um, and her story, you know, because we really want to hear about people that have gone through things, you know, and, and really are making a difference in their lives and the lives of others. And Jeannie definitely um, is an example of that. So Jeannie, welcome on our show. We're so happy to have you. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, Jeannie, so um, just maybe tell us a little bit about where, where are you from? So I am from, uh, born in Davie, Florida. A Floridian. Awesome. I am too. Uh, me too. Yeah. We got three Floridians on the phone. Right? Good stuff. That's, that's a rarity in itself right there. And it like, we're an extinct, like the bald eagle. We are. We right. are. We should start a little group here. Yeah. Maybe we can do like, like a folk band or something. <laughs> awesome. And you say you're from Davie, so you're from here. And, um, you know, like, where, like, how was life growing up for you? And just tell us a little bit about yourself. So if anyone, if you know about Davy, you know, it's, it's cowboy country or cowgirl country. And, um, so I, you know, I come from a, a very dysfunctional family. It was dysfunctional, you know, from my earliest ages. Um, you know, my, my mom was a barmaid and my father was a tractor trailer driver. And, um, he, you know, they left us in the care of a lot of people. Uh, anyone that would watch us, uh, they, they got us. And, oh. and so a lot of, a lot of bad things happened and oh. my parents didn't know what was going on. And of course, you know, I never, I never said anything. Um, and then, so I always, always a kid, I, I was an introvert as a child and my parents were both rageaholics besides alcoholics. So, you know, I would hide in the closet. I would do anything I could to stay away from my parents just so they wouldn't see me uh, and get my brothers and sisters, just, you know, not me. Um, so, uh, and then at the uh, age of nine, my father, uh, I watched my father shoot himself in the head and, oh, um, God. Yeah. And, you know, you know how traumatic that is for a child. And, you know, my mom took me to a psychiatrist and the psychiatrist said, hey, she has an amazing way of pretending it didn't happen. See, today they would have known that I had detached from my feelings, that I was in I was in PTSD and that the body was, you know, I was trying to survive. You know, how 
how does a five-year-old survive? How does a nine-year-old survive? Well, and I was brutally... Even before that, the lack of safety that you must have felt, not even realizing that you're not safe with your parents who are rageaholics and who are, you're afraid of, and then they're leaving you with people who are doing bad things, as you said, to you. So there really must have felt like you had no safe place. No and, trust and, and, and the right. safe figures in your life. No, no trust at all. I never felt safe. Ever, I they used to they used to you know laugh at me and and say you know there was a song Jeannie's afraid of the dark because I would just like cry like you know not to be uh, not to go to sleep because everything happened bad happened at night and um, I was always getting in trouble because I wouldn't sleep but you know I knew what was about to happen at night and and I remember that from at my earliest ages I could remember and. Um, so it went on, and then um, at the age of 15, I was brutally raped by a family member, and um, that was the whole thing in my family. And then I ran away from home, and um, I got married at 15, and I had my son when I was 16. Wow. Oh, wow. Um, you know, and I married the same kind of man, a very abusive man who used to lock me in uh, in our bedroom. And, and I was there until he came home at day, at night. And, you know, and, and I, I really was a slave to him. And then um, he sold me into sex trafficking. And, um, and that became a lifestyle for me. So he got and, you, just to, to go back. So, so I want to recap a little bit because we're moving okay. we're moving very quickly along and there's just so That's much okay. information that you're giving us. Um, so at 15 you get married to somebody. How old was this guy? He uh so he was 19 when I was 15. Okay. And then so then he ends up being an abusive person similar to your father. Um, you find yourself being locked in bedrooms during the day. You find yourself uh, just in the same situation that you grew up in as a child and then uh, he ended up sex trafficking you? He did. He wow. did. You, you know, very abusive. Oh, I think I was a kid looking for love, you know, and I, and I don't think I knew. I didn't know what healthy love was. I didn't know what a healthy relationship was. How could you? How could I? Um, well, and during so, all this time from childhood into adulthood, you never had any help. Like nobody ever saw you, you know, got you any therapy or any support or anything like that? Nobody. Nope. No. I don't think anybody, I think, you know, I, um, nobody knew, you know, I, uh, I really became the queen of the masquerade. Um, I, I, you know, even during school, I was a straight A student. I was Miss Gymnastics. I was always an overachiever and it was always to, you know, like look at the outside of me so no one could see the inside of me. Right. And, um, I eventually, I did um, get out of that marriage, and I really don't know how I got out of that marriage alive, but I did. Um, and uh, then I went back to school and became a hairdresser and um, bought my own business, and I, and I did fairly well and, um, for myself. And, and then I met my second husband and um, married him. Uh, he was a very wealthy man. He had, I, I always tried to buy, I always thought money would buy me happiness. So I thought that if I married someone wealthy and I could get that fast car and that big house. And everything and would that, be okay. 
Right. That the, the pain would go away inside. Right. But outside. it didn't. I got the house. I got the I got the Porsche. I got the Mercedes. I got the Rolex. I got I got everything I wanted. I was a, a woman um, that was well known in the community. And I got it on, you know, for a while shopping took my pain away. Getting a new purse or get a new pair of shoes or whatever. Um, that you know, that lasted momentary you know what I'm saying like I had to keep shopping just to get a, a little bit of relief from the pain uh, during this time I, I grew up with horses I was a professional barrel racer I traveled uh, um, uh, through the states uh, competing with my horse Skip a Star Seeker I ended up um, that was a dream of mine uh, I always obtained every goal I ever set for myself and I became ninth in the world Wow. Wait, and, can uh, I just ask you really quick, what is barrel racing? So if you ever went to a rodeo, if you ever watched a rodeo on TV where you see, it's always the girls because it's a, and uh, we, it's a race against the clock with a horse. And mm-hmm. um, so if you watch the rodeo, you see the girls come out and they go over a cloverleaf pattern and whoever wins goes, goes right, through okay. the pattern. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. That's so awesome. that was me. So ninth yes, in the world. So your your life on the outside looks like it should be perfect, but on the inside, you were starting to feel you know you you really couldn't cope with any of the emotions that were going on. So you kept looking for outlets to try to escape your feelings. I didn't have any coping skills. Right, wow. everything like, on the you, outside to not, fill you up: shopping, the cars, the, every, you know. yeah, the diamonds, the glitz. I wanted everyone to be you know envious of me, and because inside I was dying. Right, which well, we know happened? all of those things are just, they're just temporary relief. You know, you feel momentary relief while you're shopping, while you make that purchase, while you put on that diamond necklace and look at yourself in the mirror, but that doesn't last and it doesn't stick. Exactly. And then um, uh, what happened is I, two weeks after I won the national title, I came back um, and I was at a fast food restaurant with my my youngest son at the time, which was m- maybe three uh, and they were mopping the floor, and I slipped and fell, and I broke my back um, uh, vertical, which one in a million people break their back like that. And um, so that was it. I couldn't run anymore. I was supposed to run in Vegas for the world. That dream was over, and everything I'd always worked so hard for, uh, my identity was all wrapped up in that because everyone knew me, and uh, that was it. Uh, now I'm in attraction. I'm in a body cast, and uh, life seems like it's just over for me. That dream's over. Um, I get prescribed um, pain pills, and you know I slipped into deep depression. But what I found is after the depression is like for the first time I found relief, not only from the physical pain, but from the emotional pain. I didn't have to feel anymore. I didn't have to run anymore because I couldn't feel anymore. And as long as I could keep myself numb, I didn't have to be me anymore. Yeah. 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 That's, it sounds like that, that just kind of grew and evolved, you know, with over your life. And now it was with the pills. So Jeannie, let's fast forward a little bit to where, where was the, what was the moment in your life at, I guess I would call it your bottom or the worst that it got, where you felt like it was time for a drastic change? Where, where did all of this end up bringing you to? 
Well, it was a, it was this long, slow process. Um, my husband eventually uh, he had sent me to many treatment centers. He eventually divorced me, and I got a restraining order against me with my my sons. And uh, life spiraled out of control until I became homeless, and I lived on the streets and under a bridge for ten years. So for ten years, so your your marriage ended. You lost the money. You lost the image. You lost all of that, and you ended up homeless under a bridge here in Florida for ten years. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Right in Davy. Right wow. in Davy. And, and what you was going on? Like, yeah. What's that like? What's what's with your kids? I mean, without your kids, obviously, where what was that like? I mean, what were the emotions you'd go through? Obviously, it's a long time, so I'm sure it's a wide array of emotions. But that's like can, inside. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, you know, it, it was to a point where you, I just, I'd given up. I had given up. I, you know, I tried to hang myself. I was Baker acted many times. I, I, uh, you know, I OD'd so many times, like every, and, and I OD'd and I came out of the hospital. And within eight hours, I was brought back to the hospital, OD'd again, because now I was on a mission. I'd lost my children. Life was over for me. The life I knew was done. And I, and I was done. And I was going to do myself in. And I tried. I tried so many times in so many different ways and, and, and just couldn't do it. It just I, And every time I woke up in the hospital or wherever, I, I was angry. Like, why right. don't you just take me? Because I'm just taking the air that someone else could breathe. My life was over. And this is how I got out of there. Out, when I was out there, and the kids' birthday would come and, you know, Christmas would come. I'd miss them so much and I'd want to call them, but I could not muster up the the courage to call them, nor did I have their numbers because they had changed their numbers. And, and uh, so one day, um, I guess my, my oldest son was looking for me and he reached out to my sister and he said, do you know where my mom is? And my sister said, I know a couple of the bridges she hangs at. Mm-hmm. He wrote a, He wrote a letter and he mailed it to her and she delivered that letter to me under the bridge. Wow, and I'll God. just share with you a snippet of that letter. It said, Mom, I don't know where to begin with you. He said, there's no hopes of us ever having a relationship. He said, but let me tell you about your four sons. Told me my oldest son was a lieutenant firefighter. He was a sergeant in the Army. My middle son was a BSO officer, a firefighter for BSO, and that my fourth son was doing well in middle school at the time. He said, Mom, I don't know if you know it, but you're a grandmother to four grandsons. He oh ended that letter. He ended that letter with saying, Mom, I have to be honest with you. I'm tired of watching the obituaries for your name, and I just wish it would be over. Oh, oh. wow. That's uh, pretty gut wrenching stuff there. That letter got through. Wow. So that's what goosebumps moment. right now as a mom, and just wow. That was the beginning of the change for you? It was. That was, so that was that like was, the moment of clarity. Yeah. That was so, the moment of clarity. That gift, I got that gift to that aspiration and that moment of clarity. And I said, somewhere in that letter, they've been looking for me. They do love me. And I knew what I needed to do. And I started within a few weeks. I started my journey to where I am today. Wow. So, so let's, let's quick, cause we're running out of time here a little bit. I mean, your story's so good. What, um, what was the process like? What did you have to do to get where you're at today? So what, with that, that letter came in. So then what changed? What did you do to, to make a difference? 
Well, for the first time, I was willing. I was willing to take suggestions. I was willing to start to trust people because I, you know, out there you don't you don't trust people. But I started the process and finally started to be honest. And, and I was able to open up and start to tell people what had happened, you know, what had gone on. And I started to address the issues um, either that had been done to me or things that I had done. I got into, you know, I went to treatment, I went to detox, I went to halfway, and it was a very slow process back, but right. uh, it has been amazing. So you did just, the work. I, I, you, you hit a point where it was, the pain was strong enough and you did the work and you had a strong motivation uh, in family. And I'm a big believer too. A lot of people say you have to be internally motivated to want recovery. And I don't think that's true. I think there is plenty of external motivators like children. Well, hearing that you have four grandchildren, I think would, would, uh, yeah, yeah. Right. You know? So I think, I think for the first time, you know, see, I knew what pain was, but I didn't know what love was in that letter. I felt love. I felt it for the first time in a very long time. Wow. That is, and love so is what motivated me. Love. Love is so, so powerful. And what you're doing today is sharing your love with, plenty of others. So can you please share with us about your mission and, and how I found you and, and what you're doing and how we can support you? Absolutely. You know, I, uh, after I got myself together, uh, I had a vision and that was, you know, I remember what it was like, you know, I'm, I was fed well, fairly well, and, and I was given money. And, uh, but the one thing I couldn't get out there was uh, a shower. Right. And so once I got my life together, I, um, a guy formed a team and uh, we bought a city bus and we converted it into mobile showers. Wow. What is and it called? We, it's called Showering Love. Showering Love, which is you. You were showered showering with love, love and now you're showering love out there. Showering Love is a, uh, we, named her, we named her Grace because we've all been showered by Grace. You know, we have. Mm-hmm. And uh, so what we do, it's our vehicle to meet um, people like myself that are experiencing homelessness right where they are, love them where they are, connect with them, build bridges with them, uh, restore their dignity and hope and to build relationships. And we're bridges and we connect the dots and we help them connect with, uh, we bring also, uh, uh, care and wraparound services with us. So we're more than just a shower. Uh, we try to do some case management with them and uh, see, you know, how can we connect them to the services within our community? Right. right. Wow. That's pretty cool. So, and then you were telling us before we started that there's, that you need some votes. So how can we help you? How can our listeners help you? Oh, absolutely. Thank you for asking that question. So Sharing Love right now is applied for a grant and we're, uh, we have to be in the top 40 to win a $25,000 grant. We're right now, we're running about 50. So we need your votes. Um, and the uh, link for that would be www.neighborhoodassist.com entry 202345. Or you can go on Showering Love's page and go on our. Um, so I think that would probably be uh, the easiest. Go on the website or go yeah, on the Facebook page. And, and we can even share it with the and, and, and we'll definitely, when we share the link to this episode on Monday, because um, we're recording on a Friday right now, just yeah. for our listeners now, so they understand what I'm talking <laughs> about. Yeah, <FYI. laughs> um, so I will Please share the link. 
I'm sorry? Uh, yeah, I was saying, please just go to our website or our Facebook page. Yeah. And, and I'll leave you with one thing. So I got married two years ago, and my four sons gave me away. I have all my children in my life today. I have 13 grandbabies, and I have a new one on the way. Thirteen. Wow. Do you have a picture of you with everybody? I do. Could you I send do. that to us? I'd love to have that. I will. That's I will. such so, a beautiful story know, of hope and a beautiful mission that you've from, transformed from, you know, it sounds like pretty much a lifelong of hell. You are a phoenix rising. That is amazing. Uh, well, from homelessness to CEO, I share that story just to give people hope mm-hmm. and to say it's not hopeless. There is hope. That's There's what this whole podcast is about. There is hope. And whether it's addiction or whatever it's, you know, PTSD or mental health or, or you know, or abuse or poverty, like you can, you can overcome it. You absolutely can overcome it. And there are organizations like Sharing Love that are here to help you. Awesome. Thank well, you so much. We're going to make you leave us with one more thing. We have a last segment that I purposely didn't tell you about beforehand because I want it to be on the <laughs> Surprise! Spot. So Uh-oh. we do something called Let It Out every single show where people get the opportunity to whatever is bothering you at the moment. And it doesn't have to be something major. It can be very petty, as usually mine are. <laughs> it's something that's bothering you that you just feel like letting out because a problem shared is a problem cut in half. So is there anything on your mind that you'd like to let out right now? Um, Maybe, yeah, frustration with this grant and trying to get on social media and trying to get people to vote for us. And because that money would would take us from being from providing showers two days a week to five days a week. So there's frustration and, you know, and, um, you know, getting people to vote for us. And, and, you know, yeah, so a little overwhelmed with that, too. Well, all six of our listeners will, will gladly vote. No, I'm, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> we, I hope we, we have a few more, I think. Um, we will definitely push it out there as much as we can. Amanda, what is your let it out? Oh, geez. I actually feel pretty good today. So I don't know. Let me think. I mean, I always have something that, that annoys me. Um, <laughs> Let's see. Well, the back to school week, just like, you know, it's just definitely yeah. over, overwhelming with kids going back to school and, you know, it's just getting the kids in that routine and regimen again is a little annoying. So I'll let it out that, you know, while the summer was fun, here we are back to our regiment and the summer went way too fast. So here I am, mama bear in the house. That's pretty good. Um, I, I am, my let it out is that I am, I've picked up a new hobby of playing poker. And nothing crazy. I'm not like playing high stakes poker or anything like that. We were playing at dinner the other night. uh, Yeah, on an app. (laughs) So I've become mildly obsessed with the game now. And I want to keep playing as much as I can. But there's such a learning curve. And there's such a long process. And such a mental game. And I keep wanting to jump ahead like I do with everything. I just want to be good at it right away. And there's even little fundamentals like recognizing when I have a hand. Last night I played and I, I could have sworn I won for a different reason. And I turned my cards over and I pushed my cards in like, oh, I just won. And it turns out I had one of the better hands you could possibly have. And I had no idea. Um, and, I'm like, I, and I got lucky apparently because the other guy had a better hand than what I thought I had. Anyway, so just making rookie moves. And it just, it's like with that learning process that it just takes time and repetition as with anything. Yeah. 
But it, yeah, and that's just, you know, that's about recovery. It's about learning, learning to do things a new way, a different yep. way. Exactly. So it's just, oh, you have to go through those yeah. growing pains and, and that's the adversity that I'm facing right now, which fortunately for me is not too serious. Uh, Jeannie, I'm going to tell you one more, let it out since you can't see Blake. I, I'm just going to let it out that his eyebrows are better groomed than mine mm-hmm. and it's not very fair. <laughs> he has better eyebrows than I do and it's crap. I want to thank May Lane from Tech Nails. She's the best. So, I love it. I had to. I, if, listen, if I don't get them done, it, they will be the worst eyebrows you've ever A seen. Unibrow. They are full unibrow and they connect to my hair too. So it's really bad. So I have to do this. We thank you, Mom them? and Dad, for that. You, you could braid them. They're like Eugene Levy. So, all right, well. Gee, thank you so much yeah, for coming on the you. show. And I think this is going to be probably one of our best episodes we've done yet. And thank you so much. Uh, We're going to blast it thank for you. you. So please. And will you send there. me the link? Absolutely. Will you send me the link that we can share it to? Yep. It'll be live Monday. Thank you, Amanda. Thank you, Blake. Keep thank doing you what you're so doing. Thank you so much. Thank right. you. You keep, keep doing what you're doing. It out. All right. Thank you. Bye. And to our listeners, if you want to be a guest on our show and you've got a story to tell, go ahead and email us at overcomingadversitypodcast at gmail.com or just go to our Facebook page, Stop Being Lazy, go to Overcoming Adversity Podcast (laughs) and shoot us a message and tell us a little bit about your story and why you think you should be on the show. We want to hear from you. And we are also asking all of our listeners and our guests, if you don't mind, to go to Apple Music Go, or go to Apple Podcasts, go find our podcast on there and leave a comment, like our, like us, review us, subscribe to us. Download, subscribe. All the good stuff. Yeah, all that support, stuff. Support your, your boy and girl over here. Yeah. All Mr. Right, eyebrows over here. <laughs> Mr. Eyebrows. <laughs> all right. Thank you, Jeannie. Bye. Thank you. Have a great weekend. You're great awesome. Weekend. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, Bye, thank you. Bye-bye.